Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fight, Eagles, fight. Score a touchdown. One, two, three. Hit them low. Hit them high. And watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. And with that, welcome back to the water cooler. Where we cover everything you need to know to not sound like an asshole at work. The problem is, now we're going to sound like assholes at work. No, everyone's going to love that. Do you expect me to keep that in? Best intro of the pod. Best intro of the pod. Let's just get right into it. it. It is Sunday night, and we just watched a fucking abomination we just watched abuse someone called PETA. we just saw eagles killing dolphins on national tv it was disgusting you're feeling pretty good though huh oh i feel great it was it's it's nice to be right and then it's it, it's always nice to be right it's extra nice to be exactly right if you listen to the preview pod i told you guys how this game would play out the eagles are some motherfucking bullies they bullied those dudes bullied those dolphins sent them back to their home they said go back to sea world handle this shit yeah they really did i mean you talked about like going on long drives they did it like three different times and then at the end of the game not the end of the game but like would they chew up like the whole first half of the fourth quarter yeah to put them with it within two touchdowns and that was basically the the nail yeah. in the coffin it was over at that point and then the defensive line got to just fucking tee off on Tua. they had no chance yeah, that's the game script that gets them a Super Bowl. Like, if they play that game, they can beat literally anyone. Um, if they, you know, when when they make too many mistakes, like, they, they weren't perfect tonight. It hurts through the pick. Um, they got a little sloppy here and there, but, <clears throat> you know, they're good enough um, to handle it. That long drive in the fourth, they got the two fourth, uh, fourth down con- uh, conversions with the QB sneak. Just handle business, you know? They're just bullies, big dogs. Big dogs gotta eat. Just, just a plain old QB sneak. I mean, it's a brotherly shove. They're better at it than anyone. Steelers try to run it today. We'll get to. It's just, you know, one team's so good at something. Like let's ban, let's ban Patrick Mahomes. He's he's the best quarterback <laughs> in the league. Let's just ban him. He's too good. Let's ban Tyree Kill. He's faster than everyone out there. Ban him. Have you seen Semi Pro when they try to ban the alley oop? <laughs> yeah. Just like, wait, what, what is that? You can't do that. <laughs> That's basically what it is. But it's just so funny. They get to those like fourth and inches. They don't even fucking think about it. Like the, yeah. the first one they thought about, the second one, they hurried to the line. You even yeah. mentioned it. Like that was a bad spot that he had the first down. Yeah. They could have challenged it and gotten the first down. And they were like, we don't even need to challenge this. We're just going to go pick it up right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, they can it. get Love one it. yard no matter what every single time. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Exactly. It, and it. it's Love funny it. to see what the defense is trying to do because they have guys like flying over the top. They have like six guys over or Jason Kelsey, and there's yeah. just nothing to do. I can't wait until they're in like the Super Bowl and they line up for that fourth and one from like their own twenty, and they just throw a fade to AJ Brown. Oh, I know. And he's going I know. to the house. It's gonna yeah. be fucking beautiful. Exactly. And and the they they try like you said they try whatever they can. The Dolphin. 
the Dolphins were the defensive tackle on those plays was literally hands under the ball. Like he's lined up with like right next to Kelsey. And they don't call that they don't call that penalty. They threw the one flag. They threw it twice, I think, didn't they? They well, they threw they they might have threw it twice, but one for sure where they call it offsetting. They called they said offensive and defensive offsides, and they brought the like ref guy in the booth on. He was like, "Yeah, that hand is uh, Jason Kelsey's other hand. The guard's like fine. It's just the Dolphins guy that's lined up over. Like that was a bad call, basically. And um, but it didn't matter. Eagles pick it up and get the job done. Love it. Yeah. Now they moved to six and one. Uh, best record in the league right now, tied with with the Chiefs and potentially the 49ers. They looked absolutely dominant. I mean, they won by 14, but it didn't even feel really that close. Like, yeah, it was it was a blowout. They did everything they wanted to do. Yeah, they executed the plan of just like keeping them at a distance. I do have a uh, one friend who's a big Eagles fan. He also has a podcast. He he was a uh, kind of bagging on Hurts a little bit though. So I feel like, what if this team got a quarterback? Could you imagine how good they'd be then? You know, Hertz is good. Hertz has been bad at spurts this season, is all I'm saying. He's oh. he concern, he's he's concerned me in spurts. That's what Hertz I'll say. Hertz spurts. Hertz, Hertz, Hertz and spurts. spurts. Uh speaking of Hertz, we um so I watched the game. My lovely sister was in town watching the game with me. And um, you know, I wanted to invite her on the pod and see if she had any any hot takes about the game. So first ever guest, you better make it yeah. count. Water cooler podcast. Welcome, uh, Marissa. Hello. I did enjoy watching that Eagles game with my brother. It was really great. And I have a sizzling hot take. Hurts is definitely the hottest quarterback in the league. He could hurt me anytime. Okay. (laughs) We're talking like a little BDSM there. That's enough. No, no, we're not. Um, Okay. So, okay. Uh, Next was the Bears game, right? As Rihanna Bears, once said, whips and chains excite me. Or something like that. <laughs> okay. Riri. Riri, if you're Moving listening, on. you can come on the pod anytime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just one more, one more thing about this game. I mean, we, we talked about this too last week. They could not run the ball at all. And when they couldn't run the ball, Tua didn't know what the fuck to do. McDaniel didn't know what to yeah. do. It was yeah. like, ah, oh, shit. We'll throw it to Tyreek. A bunch of times and he'll do what he does but other than that they were fucking screwed exactly it was a it's a tough the eagles are one of the tougher matchups for the dolphins like the way the dolphins offense is because they can they they can and they did just shut down the run game and then at that point it's like that you know you got to make two has got to make all the right throws all night and and that's tough to do yeah tough you know best way to attack the sea is through the air so go birds yeah all day. All right. Now we're moving on to the dumbest fucking game of the year. <laughs> I bet on it. Did you bet on it? I did. They're in my parlay. God damn. The Las Vegas Raiders go to the Windy City and give the Bears their second win on the year in dominant fashion. The Bears won 30 to 12, but six of those were fucking garbage time in the last minute. What a disgrace. The the Fucking Raiders should be ashamed of themselves, and they always fucking do this. Honestly, I should be ashamed of myself for telling people to bet on them. Should have fucking known they were going to lose this game. This is what they do. They win games you don't expect them to win, get a little hype going. They won three in a row, and then shit the bed. Two in a row, whatever it was. And then shit the bed against a terrible team. Worst team in the league. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate the Raiders so much. It's so hard to be a fan of this team. 
Yeah, this you, you call it last week where you say like you said, you know, they always win games somewhere they're not really supposed to win. You don't expect them to win. And um the flip side of that coin is them losing the the game the week after, you know? And yeah. we should have seen that coming. Knowing they had a backup in two, you know, the Bears had their backup, their D2 guy, uh tatted up by the way, just you know. Very, very shocking voice and tattoos uh, to like tattoos and voice did not match the man. Um, Interesting, interesting quarterback over there, Badgett. But um, he got he got his first win. D2 guy, uh, you know, undrafted guy. And we should have known we should have known better than to include Raiders in any of our any of our picks. That's just crazy. Yeah, it was. It was just such a disgrace. I don't know why. They're even starting Brian Hoyer. That motherfucker's 38 years old. I can't even believe he's still in the league. Why not start the young guy if Jimmy G can't go? First, I mean, we don't even have to get going on why Jimmy G is even the starting quarterback for this team. If you could have Derek Carr start for this team right now, you would take that in a heartbeat. And he yeah. hasn't even been good this year. That's yeah. how bad they are at the position. You're wasting Devontae Adams. He got seven catches for 57 yards. They were hyper-targeting him, but... Nothing downfield, like you said, a bunch of screens, little dump offs. It was just, it was just terrible to watch. He did have the one pass he could have caught in the end zone. They dropped, but it wouldn't have mattered at the end of the day. It's just so embarrassing. This team, going back with this McDaniel's era, they lost to Baker Mayfield. Do you remember this game when the Rams signed him after he got cut? Yeah, he had like three days of practice, and it was a Monday night game, I think. And he came and beat the shit out of the Raiders, and he balled out. Yeah, they lost to. Oh, there was another one that was so bad. The Colts last year when Jeff Saturday oh, was their Saturday interim coach for one game. Mm-hmm. And then they go lose this game against a D2 quarterback who was playing in front of like 5,000 fans last year. Whose last last start, he got beat by uh, like Colorado School of the Mines or something like that. Yeah, that's literally what they're called. It, it's a fucking disgrace. I just, I don't even know what you do. I don't know how. You show your face if you're Josh McDaniels, if you're Mark Davis. I don't know how you don't make a change. They won't. I guarantee they won't. But it's just embarrassing at this point. There's no point in watching any Raiders game the rest of the year unless you're gambling on it. Yeah. And if you're gambling on it, I would I would make sure you're going against them at this point. Or the under. Or the under. Or like their next game against the Chiefs, probably bet them to cover because they'll at least make it close somehow. But I will say with that, I am fucking done with the unders. That'll take us to our next game. I'm fucking swearing them off. Any of you cooler kids out there that are listening, Kyle V, Marissa, if I ever try to bet a fucking under again this year, you slap me in the face and tell me not to. Because the Cleveland Browns went down to Indy against the fucking Colts, put up 39 points to the Colts, 38 in a game with an over-under of like 40 and a half. They scored 77 points. Now the Browns moved to four and two and the Colts three and four. Shocking game. Just one where, you know, we talked about and figured points are going to be hard to come by. The Browns have been the best defense in the league by like a large margin, like historically good start to the season. And they let the Colts just like go crazy on them. Um, It was 27 to 21 at halftime, which was already the over, correct? Yeah, math checks out. Yep. 48 points. Yeah, it was like 40 and a half. That's crazy. It was, you know, the game just went off the rails and then it was it was essentially the Browns trying to contain it. Um, 
Deshaun Watson got hurt again. It just the Browns are so good. We talked about they don't need Watson to um, like be great. He was so bad to start the game. And then when he went out, P.J. Walker came back in, and P.J. Walker fills that role of just not losing the game. The Browns and, need Deshaun Watson to be P.J. Walker. And exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's all they need. Crazy, which is crazy. And, you know, shout out Miles Garrett. What a game. Blocking the field goal, jumped over the line, um, blocked a field goal, strip sack. Just a freak. I, I, I can't believe I didn't bet him for defensive player of the year when – when we had talked about that earlier, but yeah, you called that week one. He had two sacks, and then that that field goal he blocked, like you mentioned, he just straight up jumped over the center, which you're only allowed to do if you make no contact with them. So it's not like he used him as like a a prop to hurdle over. He just fucking high jumped that dude. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah you're you're literally just like he just yeeted himself over the top <laughs> of the line and fucking touched the center and blocked the field goal. Just a freak. Yeah, it, I think this game got so weird and so crazy and, and the high scores because there were so many, like, just weird turnovers or just, like, um, just weird things happened in the game with two quarterbacks who don't take care of the ball very well. Like, P.J. Walker's not, like, a great quarterback. And, you know, Gardner Minshew's going to just fucking throw it and pray. So yeah. it just kind of got it just kind of got weird. And that's, that's how it goes sometimes. I fucking hate betting right now. I can't seem to win anything. Exactly. But, hey, good for the Browns. They went on and did it, and they got a big decision moving forward because Deshaun Watson could have got, gone back in that game. He he went out with a concussion, and he got cleared during the game. Yeah. And they didn't put him back yeah. in. Yeah. So they essentially said, no, nah, you were fucking garbage. We're yeah. rolling with P.J. Walker. What's the difference between today and next week? Yeah. Besides, or, or... besides the guaranteed money that you owe Deshaun Watson, you don't want to look like an idiot for benching him. Exactly. It's either it's either that or it's him saying, "I yeah, you cleared me, but I I don't feel like I I could go back in," which is also bad because that he held himself out the last two weeks with his yeah. shoulder where he was cleared, and and says he doesn't feel right to go in. So, yeah, it's a very weird situation over there. But all that being said, they're four and two, and they're a solid team. So yeah, half game yeah. behind the Ravens in the AFC North. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, we got a fucking shocker. Another one that killed us on the parlays. The Bills went to New England, lost to the Patriots 29 to 25. The Patriots get only their second win of the year as the Bills dropped to four and three. Super weird game. This was one of those, it just felt like, you know, Patriots went up early and it just felt like, oh, yeah, like the Bills will. Bills will get back in this. Bills will get back in this. Felt like that all the time. And they just didn't. And then even and eventually got to a point where it's like, okay, well, they didn't, they're not going to get, they're not going to handle business this game. They're not going to cover. But they eventually took the lead, got the two point conversion, you know, went up 25 to 22. And it was like, oh, you know, here it is, game over. But then the Patriots actually lead a drive and go down the field and score the game winner. And Another one to, you know, stick this one in on on your um, unders. Like, this game had the under written all over it. And, you know, the teams combined for uh, 28 points in the fourth quarter uh, to definitely get the over to hit. So, you know, just weird stuff. Weird, weird stuff out there. Patriots are not good still. Don't fall into a trap of, you know, 
I don't know. I don't even know who they're playing next, but hammer whoever they're playing with the spread because there there's no way like that was their peak right there today. <laughs> yeah, they're not winning two in a row. That was Bill Belichick's 300th win, I think they said yeah. on the air. So yeah. that's probably it for him. Probably just yeah. called a day right there. <laughs> You're yeah. not gonna do anything this year. And to your point, I agree. Like the Patriots were up ten nothing. I was like, yeah. I mean, it happened because Josh Allen threw a pick. Like they had some weird stuff. I think they missed a field goal because it was super windy. And so the Patriots had good field position a couple times, got 10 points out of it. It's like, okay, that's kind of a fluke. This offense can't really move the ball at all. So that's probably all they're going to get all day. And they just hung around, hung around. And then the Bills do what they've done the last three weeks now, wait till the fourth quarter to fucking do anything. And they almost did it. They took the lead, like you said, late in the game. And a fucking miracle, Mac Jones let the Patriots down, score a touchdown to win the game. So what can you say? I mean, that one had to kill a ton of parlays. I even took that down to minus six and a half, thinking there's no way the Bills win by anything less than a touchdown. Yeah, that's how it felt. felt. And yeah, the, the big concern with the Bills, like you can tally this up as a fluke, whatever, but the big concern is just how week in, week out, they are just relying on Josh Allen. Like Josh Allen's got to be Superman every week, and that's going to burn them down the road, no doubt. And you can't call this a fluke anymore. They should have lost to the Giants. They lost yeah. to the Jags. Uh, yeah. And the Jags are a good team, but it's like the Bills were supposed to be one of those like top three teams in the AFC. They're mm-hmm. not playing like it right now. They're going to need a full fucking turnaround. They're going to need – Diggs and Allen to figure out what the fuck's up with those two. Uh, Diggs has been great this year, but he's clearly unhappy. And Allen's too hot and cold right now to fucking rely on, rely on them for anything. So yeah. we'll see what happens going forward. But that was a, a big shocker. Yeah. Next up, we got the Washington Commanders going to New York and losing to the Giants 14-7 to as the Giants also get their second win of the year and drop the Commanders to 3-4. and four. And kind of, you mentioned this last week when we were looking at the spreads for these two games, this one and the Bills Patriots game. It was like, what does Vegas know? Like, why are these spreads so, so much lower than we thought they should be? Well, yeah. there you fucking go. Giants and Patriots get upsets at home. Vegas fucking knew NFL's rigged. That's all. That's the only explanation I can come up with. Exactly. Vegas knows if, if you see something and you're like, that's not right, pick, pick the side that Vegas is telling you to pick because. They they know something. The like we talked about the bill the bills line they were minus nine or nine and a half whatever it was we we're like oh they're gonna win by ten easy that's what it was on the preview. They they were like minus seven and a half today so mm-hmm. it was all the money was coming on the Patriots like they knew something and then this game same thing, you know Commanders have looked like the better team by far. Um, if I would have known the Giants were wearing their throwbacks, I would not have bet on the commanders though. I would not have put any faith in the commanders. I might've still picked them to win the game, but I would not have actually included them in a parlay. Those jerseys are so fucking sick. Um, they look, they were, they were looking good out there, but boring, just a boring ass game. 14, seven giant giants get shut out in the second half, but are able to hold on. Uh, um, main takeaway. Neither of these teams are very good and sticking with the script of what we talked about on the preview <clears throat> the the commanders really are just every other week team. Last week they were good. This week they fucking sucked. So next week they're gonna be good again. All right. Next week we're betting on money line no matter what. Yeah, I don't care who they're playing. 
Yeah, and this Giants team. Uh, by the way, I, I like the Giants throwback helmets. I don't know about the jerseys. They didn't do much for me. I, I got to see Lawrence Taylor in that thing to really fucking feel something, you know? Darryl That's fair. That's not fair. moving the needle anymore. That's fair. But um, what do they do going forward? I mean, I, you know, they're two and five. It's not like they're going to be competitive this year. But you had two back-to-back weeks where you played pretty fucking good. Yeah. Do you even go back to Daniel Jones when he's healthy? I don't know. I mean, you kind of have to because of the money you have invested. It's kind of like the Deshaun thing where it's like yeah. you put yourself in a spot where you don't really have a choice. Yeah. You can't let that guy sit um, all the guaranteed money. But whatever out in a contract you can find, you got to start exploring that um, and and see what you can do because, yeah, the, the team looks better with, with Tarod out there. And um, he, looked, he looked fucking sick in the uniforms today. Um, he was killing it out there. But, you know. Low scoring game, defense stepped up. Uh just peaked ahead. Commanders play the Eagles next week. So I'm definitely not betting the money line, but I I, I would I would bet them with the points. I'll, I'll give right. them the points. So you're a liar and a coward. No, not at all. Okay. All right, moving on to a real <laughs> fucking shitter for me. The Atlanta Falcons against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Falcons get the win 16 to 13. I thought my boy Baker could do it and he fucking choked. Mm-hmm. Falcons moved to, I believe, first place in the division now at four and three. I'll have to double check, but that was a big win. That was a big divisional matchup right there. Yeah, that that had to get him into first place. Um and yeah, it kind of played out. You know, this is one of the games I, I definitely felt um confident about. And talk and talking about it on the preview, and it played out in that way where, you know, it was a defensive battle. It came down to the defenses. Both both teams have some studs on that side of the ball, and ultimately, you know, pretty poor uh, offense on both sides. Really weird stuff in Atlanta with Bajan Robinson. Seems like maybe he's potentially in like the doghouse or something. No, I don't think uh, so. Did you see his interview after the game? Mm-mm. So they reported at halftime that he wasn't feeling well, which yeah. was like a fucking, that's a bullshit reason. Like, yeah. Why is he even out there then? You know, but uh, he said that he was having like really bad headaches and, and in his words, kept going down, which I don't know if he was like falling down or like was getting oh. tackled too easy or like, you know, or, or something. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I guess he, he told Arthur Smith that like, he's just, he didn't really know. So, Hopefully it's nothing serious. I can't imagine it is. It's probably just a fucking maybe he's hung over his shit or something. I don't know. But uh, down night. in Florida, right? Yeah, maybe they went to Miami last night. <laughs> yeah, a little bit too much tequila or something. But yeah, um, that was fucking weird. Yeah, if you miss it, he only had like one carry the whole game, but he was active the whole game. So that yeah, was he weird. was active the whole game. He was in there, uh, pass protecting his ass off, um, running little decoy routes. You know, making it look like a screen for him. They'd throw it to the fullback instead. Just weird shit. Um, but yeah, weird situation there, but they hang on for the win, get the, get the walk-off field goal from young way, just great kicker out there. And, you know, I think the Falcons are, are the best team in this division ultimately. Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of shocked to say it. Uh, the saints are shitters. The Panthers are irrelevant and Desmond Ritter did what he had to do at the end of the game. I think, you know, I mentioned last week, like the, the difference for me was, Desmond Ritter can't do that, and I think Baker can. Well, today he showed up. He hit a fucking beautiful pass to Kyle Pitts late in the game that put him into field goal position, and then Young Way did it for the hose and put one through the uprights and won the game. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
but yeah, Ritter, Ritter is, you know, he still threw a pick. He still fumbled going in for a touchdown. He he tried his fucking hardest to piss this one away, but ultimately at least he got the job done on that field goal drive at the end. Yeah, they had like three fumbles inside the 15 or something, which so the game could have looked a lot different. So I think they yeah. did dominate most of it. But yeah, uh, and then, by the way, the reason I'm sad I didn't mention it is because that was our first beer bet and you beat me there. And then we, yeah, had, we, had, another our, one. we had our first ever double beer bet week and I'm sure glad we did it. Because the Detroit Lions forgot to get on the fucking plane to Baltimore or something. The Ravens won 38 to six to move both teams to five and two. And that six was in the fourth quarter. It was an absolute ass kicking. They dominated from start to finish. And that was something that you're worried about. I mean, you mentioned it with Jared Goff going on the road. Like he's not that guy. He's only at home. I said, oh, it doesn't really matter. The Lions aren't that team. They play a whole different style. Well, when you do get down by 28 points and you have to rely on a Jared Goff to come back and win the game, especially on the road. That's not gonna fucking happen. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys where everything has to be clicking around him to be really good, and it never was clicking this game. The Ravens it got out of hand so fast, like it was one of those they they were up they went up fourteen zero like quick, and after one it was you know after one quarter it's fourteen zero, and you think well here you know lines go score here, and then it's a game, but. It just never happened, and Ravens would get the ball back and just go down and score again. It's like, oh, okay. And, you know, the Ravens looked really good on their red zone stuff. Their play calling was so much better today. So much uh, better. They are capitalizing on things. It was it was good to see. Like, that team, that Ravens team that today is, a, like, a legit contender in the AFC. Yeah, 100%. The play Kong was phenomenal. Like, they were running shit in the red zone, scheming it up for Lamar to get out in space and make moves. They were running plays that were so much more creative than I've seen them run in, like, three years. Like, like little option reads with pop passes coming out of them. Like, it, it was cool to watch. Little dump-offs to the running backs where, where you weren't expecting it. And it was like, yeah, why, you have Lamar Jackson. Like, you should have been doing this all along. So that was great. Good for them. Um, but like you said, it got out of hand so fast, so early that it was like, if they played again tomorrow, the Lions could win. You know what I mean? It just felt like one of those games where the things went went south so quickly for the Lions that they just kind of gave up. And it, it was just like, all right, let's just get the fuck out of here, get back to Detroit. Both teams are five and two, both having really good years and looking to make deep runs. But as of right now, it doesn't look like the Lions can be that team in the NFC to compete with the Eagles. And the 49ers especially. And then even, you know, the the second tier of the Cowboys and those guys, it's going to be tough yeah. for them to hang in there. Yeah, it seems like right now, the like, this was a good measuring stick game. It shows me the Ravens, like I said, are potentially a very legit um, contender in the AFC. And it shows me the Lions are still not up in that, in that top tier with the Niners or Eagles. Um, they are, you know, potentially looking at winning that first round game in the playoffs, winning that first home game against a, a wild card and then going on the road and, and taking a loss. Yeah. That home atmosphere is going to be sick though. in Detroit, if they get a home yeah. game, yeah. That's yeah. Gonna be Ain't shit else to do there. So I hate to say it, but you know, they might be a year away. They also might be a quarterback away. Yeah. Golf's yeah. been good, uh, but fuck, that was bad. Yeah. Tough one today. 
All right, next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers going to L.A. against the Rams, where the Steelers come home with a victory 24-17, to move them to 4-2, and and also a half game back of the Ravens in the AFC North. Yeah, this was another one where I've, you know, I'm very happy with the outcome. It was in the preview. I started the preview really thinking, um, you know, really leaning Rams, started the preview really leaning Rams. And then as I talked my way through the game, I was like Steelers three point underdog coming off a bye. It's basically a home game. I talked myself in the Steelers in the process of us discussing the game and I rode them out and they paid, they paid off. Yeah, absolutely. The Steelers, that defense is very, very good. Rams had some nice, nice momentum for a little bit. And then it felt like the defense kind of took over. TJ Watt had that pick. I thought he was going to take to the house. I'm telling you that guy generates more fucking offense for that team than anybody else. Especially Kenny Pickett. Yeah. But there's not much else to say about it. I mean, they did what they do. They went a fucking ugly game. If you were watching that game, it was 17 to was it 17 to 3? I know it was 17 to 10 at one point. But the Rams uh-huh. felt like they were in control. They were moving the ball fairly easy for a little bit. Cooper Cup was having a nice day. And then all of a sudden you look up, it's like, oh fuck, the Steelers just won. Yeah. I don't know how, but they did. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was 17 10 because the Steelers went up 10 to 9, and then the Rams scored to make it 17 to 10 but but yeah it was it was 100 that type of game is just weird you know Steelers are still not <laughs> I don't know they're gonna find their way to win nine games somehow because that's Tomlin doesn't finish a below 500 um but I they're not a good team by any means but good for them for winning and you know they they helped me win some money today I, I made a little teaser um today uh and for the afternoon games and and they were in it uh it was them them covering a spread and the under of the game and both those hit i I was all over it on this game so that was a good feeling hey if you're a young lady out there listening little psa little public service announcement if you will you like a little tease you call my boy kyle v they don't call him the hammer for no reason and he is single he is eligible more than willing. And some people even say he's quite hung. But we'll move on. We got the Cardinals going to Seattle <laughs> against the Seahawks, where the Seattle Seahawks won 20 to 10 to move to four and two, which I don't think anybody saw coming. <laughs> to put the Cardinals at one and six, which I think everybody saw that one coming. Big, big win for the Seahawks. Just another weird game, though. You know, Cardinals did their thing where they stay in it in the first half. That first and half. Then thing. Just- don't do shit in the second half. And Jonathan Gann's going to keep his job because he keeps proving my theory right. There's no doubt in my mind that he's got an agreement, a little handshake agreement with the front office that, hey, let me do my thing in the first half and then we'll lose in the second half. Um, but, yeah, you know, the Seahawks are – I would say they're, they're in that tier with the Lions where they're a little – they're a frisky team. The problem with them is they're not going to win that division with the Niners in there, but – they're setting up four and two, a uh, good start to the season, you know, and right in contention for a wild card, wild card spot. They'll be a tough out. Yeah, I just don't know what you do, like if you're the Seahawks management. I mean, I guess like Pete Carroll's at a point where he's never gonna want to rebuild again. Like yeah. he he wants to win. He's in his seventies. Like that guy's 
probably the oldest coach in the NFL, I think, right now. Maybe Bill Belichick is, but he's not going to want to rebuild for that reason. But you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Geno Smith as your quarterback. So I don't really know what they're doing at this point. They're a good team. They have a great defense, like a lot of young studs on defense. A lot of young studs all over the place. Kenneth Walker, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Jake Bobo made a fucking phenomenal catch today. If you saw that in the corner of the end zone, it was sick. But it just feels like Gino almost went and blew this one. He threw a pick late that was like, oh, my God, what the fuck are you doing? Like on the one-yard line. Yeah. And it could have cost them the game. So I don't really know what they do from here because they're going to make the playoffs and they're probably going to lose week, you know, round one. They're never going to be better than the the 49ers for the foreseeable future, at least in this Pete Carroll era. So I don't really know what you do. You can't really trade, you know, I don't think there's a ton of suitors out there for him, but I don't know if I were them, I might start considering like getting rid of like Tyler Lockett, some of these older guys, because they have young receivers in the waiting. I don't know. It's just a weird team. It really is weird. Cause yeah, like you said, what do you do when you're winning games? You're competitive. Um, but their their ceiling is just not very high right now. You know, it's maybe maybe pulling an upset in the wild card round if you get if you are good enough to get the top wild card and play, you know, play the NFC South champion or whatever. You could mm-hmm. maybe win that game. But then you're going on the road to San Francisco or to Philly or, you know, or maybe Dallas. Even with even Dallas, it's probably I don't think they can they beat that team. You know, I don't I don't know. It's a weird it's it's definitely a weird dynamic there. Yeah, I guess if anything, with with the age of like Pete Carroll and, and just where they're at right now, maybe they just go fucking all in at the trade deadline, get like a stud to like pass rusher or something, you know. Yeah. Bulk up and try and make a run. But I just, you know, I don't see it happening. They're not better than the Fort Niners. Maybe maybe they make a make a call to Denver and see if they they want to do uh, Russ for Russ for Gino and just run it back. <laughs> run it back. He's got any magic left. Yeah. That brings us to our next game as the Green Bay Packers go to Denver and the Broncos pull off a little bit of an upset there, 19 to 17 at home. I think they were favored when we talked about it on our preview, but the line did move this morning. Packers were minus one. So they were one point favorites, but the Broncos got the win at home. Another surprising game. I, I, you know, I'm impressed that the Broncos showed any signs of life based on the way things are going and, and knowing that it's basically a fire sale over there um, with everyone being available for trade. But the main takeaway from this is just that the Packers are not good. Jordan Love's not very good right now. Um, You know, not to say that he won't be, he deserves a a shot. He deserves a little more time here, but tough start uh, to the career. You know, they got shut out first half. That Broncos defense has not been good at all. And they got shut out. Um, they made it a game late. They took the lead late, um, but the Broncos ultimately went down and got a field goal to win it. Yeah, if you're the Packers right now, like Jordan Love has looked not very good. He had like a couple moments early on where it's like, okay, maybe he is the guy, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's not. Yeah. You've lost to the Broncos and the Raiders right now. Two just fucking atrocious franchises as it sits right now. Where do you go from here? Like LaFleur, like we said, is a good coach, but Jordan Love's not the guy. They're in a fucking shit spot right now. Hopefully, I guess on their end, maybe they get a, a high draft pick and they can just dump him off and get a quarterback, but their expectations have fallen from fucking space right now. Like crash through the atmosphere. 
into a fucking giant crater right now. There's this season is going nowhere for them. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and not a good look over there for them. Lucky, lucky for them is that the their divisions trash outside of the Lions. You got the Vikings uh, struggling, the Bears struggling. Um, you know, I'd rather Bears. be the Bears right now. Oh, no doubt. They got the two picks coming. Yeah. yeah no, there's no doubt. No yeah, doubt. Fields, I mean, I don't know how they feel about him internally. We can get to that eventually, but I would way rather have Fields and Jordan Love. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, that's a tough scene over there. Yeah. Next up, we got the Chargers going to Kansas City. The Chiefs get the win 31 to 17. Chargers fall to two and four, and the Chiefs keep pace with the Eagles at six and one for the best record in the league. This one, this one played out pretty similarly to how I thought as well. Chargers keep it close. It's a competitive game, uh, but ultimately the Chiefs get the job done. A super high scoring. It started out as a shootout, you know. Um, we had five touchdowns in the second quarter between the two teams. Um, you know, went into half 24 to 17 uh Chiefs. And then there was the Chargers got shut out second half. That Chiefs defense is legit. Mm-hmm. They're really good. They made their adjustments. They uh, made things really difficult for Herbert, and he he was struggling today. He missed Allen in the end zone early on. Um, just continues to be a, a little off on on some throws. He his arm talent's ridiculous. You know he's he's a stud out there, but there's little little moments where he continues to struggle, and that's definitely concerning for them. Um, but yeah, the Chiefs just handle business. They you know they they didn't have a perfect day by any means offensively um especially in the second half but they were able to get that touchdown late to put the game away yeah, and give me my over teaser which was nice yeah cuz I, I was sweating it it was over 42 we're sitting at halftime at 41 points and i was like oh this is hitting and then we go scoreless third quarter and then the chiefs didn't score the touchdown till like midway through the fourth i was like do not don't do this to me do not do this to me you love teasing man this guy yeah. I do. But, uh, you know, that's just what the Chiefs do. They just handle business. And the whole second half, I mean, there's only seven points scored in the whole second half between both teams. Chiefs played great defense. Travis Kelsey got kind of banged up. I don't know if you saw that. He was on the sidelines for a little bit. And he had like 158 yards, I think, at the half. Finished with 179. He was on his way to like an all-time dominant performance. Something happened. Got a little hurt. I think they kind of went a little bit more conservative. Slowed it down a little bit felt like they had it in control, you know, the whole time, even though it was only a seven point game for a huge chunk of that second half. But that's just what the Chiefs do. They got a great coaching staff, great quarterback, just all around fucking solid team. Everyone's bought in. Chargers, if I were them, I'm firing Brandon Staley tonight. Yeah. Two and four, you got all this talent. Like you're not gonna come back and, and make the playoffs with if you don't change anything. Something's got to give. Get him out of there. Get someone in here. He's going to fucking use Justin Herbert the way he's supposed to be used. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? What was it that he did this morning that made you, uh, or this afternoon that made you text the chat and said, yeah, they no. have a third and short and you got Austin Eckler. You got Keenan Allen. Fuck those guys. Hand it off to Josh Kelly. He gets tackled for like a one yard game. <laughs> they punt. It just goes back to something we've talked about before where these fucking coaches in the NFL try and be too cute and don't use their fucking stars. They're running decoys with CD Lamb and fucking Bijan Robinson and all this shit. You got Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. Throw it to one of them and get the fucking first down. Josh Kelly had a nice touchdown run today. 
We saw it when Eckler was out. He's not the guy. He's not the guy you put in the ball in his hands when you need a first down to go win a fucking game, especially they're two and four now. Like if they don't win next week, they're fucking done. You're not coming back from two and five. No, I just don't understand it. That shit drives me crazy because you see these guys make fucking phenomenal plays time after time after time. What did AJ Brown do today? Uh, like Chris McCaffrey, every other fucking week, we're watching him do something miraculous. We're like, human yeah. beings shouldn't be able to do that. You put superstars in a position to go make plays, and that's what they do. That's why they're the fucking superstars. Brandon yeah. Staley, get the fuck out of here. Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley's got to go. He's. We've been calling it for calling for his job on this pod since the inception of this podcast. You know. Chargers fans, we hear you. We see you. We want them out of here, too. And that wraps it up for uh, what we're going to cover tonight. Week 7, we still got Monday Night Football. We're going to hit that tomorrow with a little MLB because the ALCS is going to a Game 7 with the Rangers and Astros. The NLCS will be a Game 6. Phillies are up 3-2. My money's on them closing it out tonight, so we could be doing a potential World Series preview tomorrow night when we talk. Love it. It's a, you know, it's a great time. We... We asked for a game seven. We asked for, you know, exciting baseball, and we've gotten it. The, the, these championship series have delivered, and I'm just I'm just so happy, so happy to be here, so happy to be here for it, you know? Before we go, is Marissa still there? She is. Have you ever seen Jimmy Garoppolo, though? I will pull him up right now. Hit a, hit yeah. a quick Google search. Hit a quick Google search, and I'll just give you my spiel right now. He's got a jaw like fucking Zeus, a skin like he's been kissed by the sun, and he fucked a porn star. So, you know, he's got that thing on him. Not to be, you know, like, I don't care, but. He's pretty gorgeous, but I still take Hurts. Okay. Well, Hurts is a better quarterback, so at least he's got that going for him. Hey, also, shout out. didn't touch on it when we talked about the Eagles. Those Kelly Green uniforms, man. Rocking, rocking my own today, Devontae Smith. Just beautiful, beautiful out there. They did look nice, man. I, I forgot that they were wearing those. You told me about that. And then I saw the like the old school eagle at half half field, midfield. Midfield. As soon as they painted that thing on, that's game over. Wrap. It's a wrap. It looks sick. Yeah, that was fucking nice. Enjoy it, buddy. You're six and one. Eagles are looking like good. maybe the best team in the league. NFC's a little top, a little stacked. Very, top heavy, but AFC's top heavy. Yeah. Yeah. NFC is definitely top heavy too. Um, yeah. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Eagles got a tough stretch coming. Um, really glad they handled business with the dolphins today and kind of reasserted themselves. Cause that, that loss to the Jets last week was a little concerning. You were scared. Um, scared. You were I came scared, on the podcast. I put, I came on the podcast. I said, they're going to win. I, 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 put it into existence. I knew I had faith in my team and I know you're not used to that. I know you don't get that, but I do. I have it. Hey, tell a friend, bring a friend, bring some beers and meet us at the water cooler. Please do like subscribe, leave a review. Cheers. Cheers. See you next week. Not next week. See you tomorrow. Fucking tomorrow, whatever. We'll see you tomorrow. Love you. Love you, bye.
Steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night. There we go again, talking real heavy. Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.